Hello there and welcome back to Fanda's Fiction. Today I will be reading Chapter 7 of Killed with Kindness by Ali Cat, ready to write over on Wattpad. You should definitely go check out their books because they are all amazing. Um, and yeah. Today's chapter is called Let Me Hold You Like a Hostage. The trigger warnings for this chapter are vague intendos, like vague sexual intendos, I'm guessing. Manipulation, minor blood mentioned right at the end. Don't worry, no one gets hurt in this chapter. At least. No one gets hurt in this chapter, at least. <clears throat> Logan woke up much earlier than Janice the morning after. He had places to be after all. Places he would usually look forward to, though today there was a lump in his throat where he, when he thought about it. He's meeting up with his friends, which was fine, but Patton would probably be there too, and he would probably deck Patton if he had to look at him for too long. It was what he deserved after hurting Janice like that. After making his friends so on edge, a door shutting too hard made him want to hide. Before he left, he sat down and wrote a note so the snake wouldn't panic when he woke up to an empty apartment. Salutations awake Janice. I... Logan, I'm out on a business. I'm out on business, but I will be back before dinner. If not, call me. I do not like to have to write these following sentences, but I think I must. You are allowed to go outside. The key to the door is on the kitchen table. You are allowed to do anything you like inside the apartment as well. You are allowed to talk to any other person you might want to communicate to. If you have another flashback, please do call me if you are not able to ground yourself without help. Logan hesitated before opening the door. He walked over and fixed the blanket over Janice. He smiled when his friend mumbled something about snakes and bowler hats in his sleep. He got the urge to kiss him on the cheek as a way to say goodbye, but he didn't want to wake him. He left without another word. Patton was dressed very differently than usual as he entered the cafe. He had on pink heart-shaped sunglasses that completely hid his eyes and a, sun and a light blue polo even though it was nearing summer. He shone up into a smile when he saw his friends wave at him. He ran over to hug his strange dark son, Virgil, and Roman, before sitting down next to Logan. Remy and Remus were sharing a, were sharing a muffin while chattering about a series they'd stayed up all night to binge. Apparently, several people had been robbed and one of them was a crystal meth head? Logan tried to keep his normal appearance up. He tried to enjoy the company of his friends, because he normally did, even though he didn't show it. But it was like Pat's presence was like a dark cloud which rained down on his entire mood. He couldn't stop himself from turning to Patton. Do you by any chance know where Janice is? He asked, while holding back his urge to murder the other man right then and there. I mean, have you found him? Oh, my poor honey, DB. I found him all cold under a bridge. He's gone a little bit... Uh, you know... He spun his finger in a circle next to his head. Logan had to stop himself from rolling his eyes. Patton was already a piece of shit, but at least he could respect mental illnesses. So you're insinuating he had a serious mental breakdown, which is not something to be called crazy over. He said in the most passive, aggressive way possible while forcing a smile. Uh, uh, yes. He's home now, luckily. Horrible cold, I'm telling you. Uh, must be because of him sleeping outside. I'll make him some chickle, chicken soup when I get home, he lied effortlessly. He lied effortlessly, as if this was the only thing he'd ever done. 
Or maybe some chilly soup since he must have gone quite chilly sleeping outside. He laughed at his own pun. Well, say hello to him for me, he said with a fake smile before turning his head to the other side so he could roll his eyes in peace. He tried to hide his frown by taking a slurp from the glass of juice he'd brought along with the sandwich. Logan started to talk with Remy and Remus, but it was like his brain was going on autopilot. He mostly agreed along with them, even on things he would normally go on rants about, how illogical or illegal the things they were suggesting were. Instead, his gaze kept going over to Patton. How could he sit there and laugh and smile and talk as if nothing had happened, as if deceit wasn't hurt because of his actions? Lo tried to keep it up a happy appearance, but his grip on the glass of juice hardened more and more as his body tensed up with rage. Suddenly, he felt a sting in his hand. He looked down and realised that he'd, been, he'd held the glass so hard it shattered. A few pieces had gotten stuck in his hand. Uh, Specs, are you all right? Roman asked, while taking his hand to carefully take out the glass. Please, did kept Specs, are you all right? Roman asked while carefully taking his hand to carefully take out the glass pieces. Small droplets of blood dropped out. Virgil cleaned the juice up with some paper while patting the nerd's shoulder. I'm fine, he lied through gritted teeth. Yeah! Fuck those glasses! Revolution! Remus exclaimed while smashing his own drink down into the table while laughing. You're paying for that, his brother muttered back. I know! He sang out before smashing another glass. Aw, kiddo, your hand looks hurt, Patton cooed while grabbing Lowe's wrist. You know what they say, a kiss to the wound usually helps. If you don't stop touching me right now, I will do the same to your skull that I did to that glass, Logan hissed out in return. As Patton let go of his wrist, his eyes narrowed and they sparkled with a silent anger, though he kept smiling. Remus cackled with the image of his skull being smashed like a glass. When he finally stopped laughing, he leaned over. He leaned his chin against the nerd's shoulder. He dramatically pretended to wipe away a happy tear. Seriously, Doc, is your brain all right? Have you turned into goop and gone out of your ears? He asked. Like, you're sounding a little like me, and that's not good. Logan abruptly stood up. Everything is all right. I did not get enough sleep last night, and therefore my mental space is slightly altered. I will take my leave. He left the cafe so quickly, no one even got the chance to say goodbye to him. He was planning to go home and play card games with Janice until he'd calmed down. F- for the people left in the cafe, the next hour was much quieter than usual. Sure, they talked, but with one, no, two empty seats, something felt wrong. The entire energy around them seemed to have shifted. No one could put their finger on what happened. Or, or well, everyone except for a certain fox in bunny clothing. Eventually, everyone went their separate ways. Virgil and Roman were planning to go home and romantically cook dinner while listening to music and maybe dance if it got too romantic. Romy was planning to sit alone in their apartment and watch mindless TV and eat chips until 3am. Patton was planning. Oh, he was planning. Romus had zoned, had zoned out a long time ago. Once he became aware of his surroundings again, he realised he had been left alone in the cafe. He shrugged. He stood up and went outside. He saw a squirrel walking across the road and towards a park. Slowly, his mind drifted off into a daydreamland again. The animal shifted from being a squirrel into a hideous beast, and his clothes shifted from his normal, comfy wear to being a royal dark duke outfit. <coughs> Sorry. His imagination was strong. 
it wasn't in the way that it wasn't quirky or, or cute anymore, M- more in the way that it seriously affected his work, relationships, because he could never focus. It, had al- it hadn't always been this bad, but then he'd got into situations where he couldn't take being present and had to run away into a safe space to continue. After that, he preferred his fantasy over reality. The beast ran ahead and jumped into a near bush. Rumors flushed a sharp teeth grin as the grip around his newly summoned morning star tightened. He carefully sneaked after the wild monster t- as to not give him something away. In the distance, somebody called for his name, but Re, the Duke, shook his head and just continued on. He wasn't ready to return just yet. He wanted to stay a little longer. The Duke moved his weapon over his hand as, the gay- as his gaze caught the sight of the mighty beast. He was going to scare it, so it ran away and led him among to the rest of the monsters. Right when he was about to strike, a hand landed on his shoulder. The Duke... No, this was reality. The hand was reality. Remus shrieked and jumped away. He dropped his uh, stick and turned around. Patton stood there, looking up at him with a smile. He couldn't help feel a little bit gloomy over having been forced out of his fantasy this fast. He quickly put on a grin as he started to blabble out. Hiya, Daddy-o. Did you know that Vlad the Impaler used to stick poles up people's asses and let them slowly die? And then he would eat lunch right near them where they died. Imagine that. Oh, there you go, having a stick up your ass, and the asshole who put it there is eating a delicious lunch a few metres away from you. Patton scrunched his nose up at the thought of how of how that would feel crossed his mind. That's interesting, he replied with a frown. So what you up to? I've been heavily dissociating for... Rem looked down at his clock, though he had nicknamed it his cock. Fifteen minutes. Wow, time passes when you're... Insane, Patton thought. Dissociating. Well, kiddo, could I talk to you for a moment? What you want? Got any people I need to kill? His words were a bit muffled as he started to bite off the thumb on his... The skin off his thumb. Not quite. Patton sat down on the grass with a sad sigh. I just need to vent. I'm all ears. Uh, and some blood and organs. But mostly is, he said while hunching down beside him. Dee Dee left me! He cried out as he let the tears start flowing. I woke up with him yelling and choking me. And when I pleaded with him to stop, he hit me so hard I got a black eye. I'm wearing these glasses to hide the bruise, but I swear it happened. I'll get a dragon to incinerate Janny for you, I swear. Janice Remus bit out as anger took over. He couldn't believe his friend would do something like that. His fist closed on instinct. To be honest, it wasn't the first time he hit me. I'm kind of glad he left, he lied. For good reason. You don't need a dirtbag like him, the Duke agreed while patting his shoulder. You're a strong, independent puffball. Thanks. Anytime. Really, text me if you ever need anything. I can murder him if you want. Hmm, what would be the most painful way to die? I know. I slowly chop off his body parts before setting him on fire. Patton grimaced Patton grimaced at his words. How vile. What? No, fun. It's what he deserves. Really? Remus nodded quickly, as if that would make the other man agree with him. 
You want me to get ice? Uh, for your black eye, I mean. It helps. Uh, trust me, I've gotten one of those before. For a moment, his smile turned into a grimace before he shook his head and plastered on an even wider grin. No, it's okay, he replied while pi- he, he replied while pouting. I can... I can... He tried to think up of something that would make Patton happy and not disgusted. I have a book collection in my room, and lots of rotten wood and weird spots, uh, but mostly a book collection. I can show you. That always makes me cheer up. Patton looked unamused at him. His only answer was to move one of his eyebrows up and cross his arms. There are butterflies? You like that, right? I mean, uh, wouldn't that take your mind off of the bad stuff for a while? Or I can fix something else like chocolate exp- ex- like cho- like expired chocolate or... No, I would love to see the butterflies, he answered while moving his arms so that they were wrapped around Remus's upper arm. He squished his cheek against his shoulder while his eyes were still hidden behind the sunglasses stayed cold. When Remus started to walk and rant about some new facts he'd learned recently, Patton's smile turned genuine. There was a sinister glint in his eyes. Patton started to message Remus every day. The conversations would last hours and he would try and hang out as often as possible. When Remus said that he was busy or planned something for something else, Patton pretended to be sad and said he had to vent about his last relationship, so the Duke felt guilty about not paying attention to him. This particular day, it was a Saturday, and Patton had invited him over to his apartment to, in his words, have a good time. The Duke was greeted with a hug when the door opened. Hiya, kiddo! he exclaimed. Sup, daddy-o! Remus replied while taking off his leather jacket. Aside from the jacket, he had on a green tank top, a choker, black shorts, and a fishnet stockings with tall army boots. Only that. I haven't chosen a movie yet, but I have popped some popcorn, Patton said with a big grin. He had his cat onesie on. Remus's eyes widened. Well, this is embarrassing, he chuckled. When you said good times, I kind of thought of something else. I kind of thought you'd been leading me on this whole time. I brought rope, he continued while showing the red rope in his backpack. Why would you need that for? Patton asked while tilting his head to look innocent. Oh, you poor sweet little lamb. Basically, you tie it up around my... And then you... Until I'm... It was for the best that that was censored. Patton was about to tell him how disgusting that all was when he got a plan and nodded while smiling. It took some collaborative effort, but after some time later, Remus was sitting on the bed with his arms tied behind his back and his ankles tied to his thighs so he could wriggle around a little at most. He'd been told to close his eyes. Patton was standing a few feet away looking at him. He was still fully dressed. That fact, the fact that he could hurt the other man in any way and he would have no way of defending himself made adrenaline rush through his veins as he bit his lip. Blech, time to skip this map because we don't, I mean, I read it earlier, but like, we don't read it unless the author writes, writes it. A little bit under an hour after that the Duke was laying under the blue covers of the bed. He'd been untied. Patton was laying next to him, but there was a little bit of space between them. The man in glasses was happily ranting about his week while Remus was thinking of taking a shower. He had to scrub it all away so he could look at himself in the mirror tomorrow, not wanting to gag. He always thought that being used would make him feel better, but it only made him feel worse. At least he'd made the other man happy. 
At least he hadn't had to think for a while. At least the emptiness that felt like a black sea of oil in his chest hadn't been so hard to manage for a while. A stupid intrusive, intrusive thought crept into his mind and silently questioned if he'd looked good in those positions, just like Janice had. More thoughts followed, asking if he was replaceable and worthless and only good for a... He shook his head to get them to shut up before quietly sitting up and taking on his shorts again. Later on, bruises would appear in several places of his body, though in this case, it was actually okay, since he'd consented to and enjoyed getting them. Well, have a great day, Daddy, he said while sticking his tongue out. He was about to pick up his tank top when he was interrupted. Wait! Patton placed his hand on his shoulder and gently moved him back down against the bed. He leaned his head on his chest and ran his finger, and ran his finger in a circle over his olive tan skin. Are you just going to go after that? Um, yeah, that is what usually happens after, you know, the juicy stuff. What, are you expecting payment or something? No offence, Daddy, but you're good, but not that good. What? I'm just something you can throw away after you're done with me? Great, I shouldn't have really been surprised. I made myself a target while I vented to you. Patton muttered while crossing his arms and looking away. I still want to be your friend, but I'm not really a recruiting, a reoccurring eye. I mean, most people think I'm quirky and date me for like a month and then they leave me when they get annoyed by my grossness. He explained. Can't blame them, Patton whispered. It out so quietly the other man didn't hear. Uh, listen this. What just happened? That's the only good use of me. After this, it only goes downwards. But when it comes to relationships... I don't really have a purpose outside of, well, this. The Duke shot his arms out to put an oomph on this. Who told you that? Remus started to internally count people's names, but when he got over to ten, but when he got to over ten, he simply gave up and simply responded with, most people, trust me, I'm kind of worthless in the long run. Patton smiled. What he saw in front of him was a scared little bunny who'd given to what other people had told him and gotten himself in a, caught in a cage. He could already imagine himself helping the bunny out of the cage and giving it all the affection it could ever need before trapping it in a bear trap. That's not true, he exclaimed in an overly sweet tone. You just haven't met the right person yet. You're much more than just a body. Remus almost looked surprised at his words. Really? I mean, I'm pretty gross overall, and I don't know if anyone would want that, and I don't know if anyone would ever want to hear me talking about fish getting stuck in oilage spillage and slowly suffocating, and then the organs be failing, and then their and then their blood becoming. Patton put his finger over a Patton put a finger over his lips to shut him up. He put on a sad expression. I know it's stupid of me to want to jump into another relationship this soon after my last abusive one, but I can't stop my heart and. I love you. Remus stared into the wall as he went through an intense panic for about three seconds before responding by blurting out, During cremation, the heart burns at 1,400 degrees Fahrenheit. The Duke felt a warm breath go against the spot between his neck and shoulder, and strong but safe arms wrapping around his waist. I'll take that as a yes, Patton murmured before kissing him. I love you. Uh, I, uh, uh, did you know that bunnies can die from loneliness? They get heart attacks. The Duke's cheeks heated up as he heaved it out. 
His brain was currently somewhere between screaming and crashing. If he had a tail, he would have definitely been wagging it out of happiness. Uh-huh. He had an unimpressed look on his face. And, and, I, I love you too, Remus answered. He didn't even know if he meant it or not. He was just so happy over getting affection. He was already delirious at the idea of someone staying with him for more than a few weeks. He felt head over heels at the idea of his boyfriend listening to his more unusual ideas without telling him to shut up. His heart melted at the chance of belonging with someone else. When the kisses onto his neck turned into bite marks so deep, blood dripped out of them. His grin only grew wider. Petlin smiled with the blood-stained teeth at how easily he'd been caught. He'd already taken the first bite out of the bunny, and he could tell the rest of him would be just as delicious. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Fandas Fiction. Um, just a reminder, I do have permission to read this. Um, uh, I do have permission to read this fanfic. Ali Cat Ready to Write did give me permission. I asked them, they agreed. Every time I make an episode, I send them the link to the latest episode that I've created so that they can re- they can listen to it and be updated and see how far I am. So I do have permission. And I really hope you guys have enjoyed. I'm very sorry for the continuous gaps within the stories, but it is kind of difficult for me to be able to do this because, as I have previously said, I think, before, I am a minor. I am not home alone um, due to COVID and just being a minor in general. And I do not have a laptop that I can actually record this on. I have to use my sister's, so that in itself is an issue. But I do try whenever I can. And whenever I have the motivation, I will record a episode for you guys. So I hope you have enjoyed. And this is Fender's Fiction, signing out. Bye!